let's go. Welcome, one and all. You have just discovered the Tom and Topher podcast experiment. First word in entertainment, tainment, tainment. We explore the mysteries of the universe, our minds, and much more. So come along with us to the edge of all that is possible. We are here. We are now. It's Monday, December 6, 2021. Are you ready? They lived. We died. They lived. They surrendered. They lived, though, bro. Who? That movie. Mm-hmm. Insanity. That's what it's called, right? It's called They Live. Or They Live. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I walk in from work the other day. Yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. No. Day before yesterday? Yeah. And Chris is watching some movie. It looks like an old-ass movie from the 80s. This movie called They Lived. You haven't seen it? Go watch it. You don't have it? Go get it. You don't own it? Purchase it. I don't think you need to because it's on what? What did I watch it on? It was on Peacock. Really? I think so. There's some weird stuff on there. Um, but... Essentially, the movie's about this dude. He's going around. I don't know, is it in the future? No, it's like... <clears throat> it takes place present time. in present time, yeah. In the 80s. He's going around L.A., minding his own business, and he comes upon a pair of glasses, eventually, in his trials and tribulations. Long story short. Go for it. Oh, no, he, like, comes in town looking for work, and then he stumbles on these, like, freedom fighter people kind of deal. And then, long story short, he finds these special glasses. And then, these glasses reveal to him what things, I guess, really are, as far as, like, consumer items, people... He'll look at an advertisement and it'll say what the advertisement is essentially wanting from you. So instead of the ad, it'll just say consume or it'll say like marry and reproduce. Mm -hmm. And what it'll actually be is just like a picture of a girl in a bikini. Yeah. Advertising for a beer or something. And as he's looking around, he starts noticing that there's these people who aren't actual people they're like these robot alien looking things and they uh there's a lot of them and they're just walking amongst us he takes the glasses off they look like normal people he puts them back on yeah they're these gross looking it looks like a human without skin but with bug eyes <clears throat> it was eye opening people yeah. talk about that a lot about how maybe there's aliens that live amongst us. Maybe there's like reptilians or whatever. AI who already live amongst us. There's all these theories, but like, I don't know. But one of them must be true, at least. Yeah. Because they talk about, like, if we're talking about real shit that does exist, we already know that China has confirmed that they make human-pig hybrids. They've made human-pig hybrids. So, if that's confirmed, 
then there are aliens that live amongst us. Things that are not of this world. Yeah. But kind of are. Yeah. So. I don't know. Just knowing that, like, what? well, the movie actually made me think about how many there could possibly be. Because before this movie, I thought, like, if reptilians walked amongst us, it was probably, or if any sort of thing walked amongst us, it was probably just, like, located around government. Like, within the White House, there was a couple. <coughs> and this made me realize <coughs> that there's probably a lot. I think the reptilian thing is a... CIA like plant like yeah. to cover up their wrongdoings like the actual conspiracies to commit crimes by the government are covered up by these like wacko things like reptilians and stuff and the only evidence you ever see of it are these stupid videos that are clearly fake and super low quality it's never even like a, a reptile that you see yeah it's just some dude and his shadow casts on his ear to where it's like looks pointy for a few seconds. Or they'll do the, <clears throat> the reptile eyes too, where they'll change and stuff. Yeah. And it's like. It'll be like a glitch in the screen a little bit. That looks more AI to me than reptilian. You know? To me, it looks like a doctored footage. Like someone yeah. clearly edited. But there are some that I've seen of like newscasters that. It looks like it glitched out. Mm -hmm. Like the screen itself glitched out. It is weird because it is focused on their eyes. But like the eyes are weird. Like think of a green screen. Mm -hmm. Like if your eyes are a certain color, like what if their eyes were green? And for a minute it like caught on to the green screen that's behind them and glitched their eyes out. Yeah. You know, there's multiple. True. The reptilian thing is not something that I have ever believed in, but I do think some things walk amongst us that yeah. are not real. I don't think that's crazy to say at all. No. Especially given if they were of that high intelligence, of course, if they wanted to study us and walk among us, why not look like us for a little bit? See what we do. Study our culture. Elon Musk maybe talks about it. Maybe their civilization used to be like that and they see us as some kind of look into the path or um yeah that it's kind of weird that elon musk just flipped his idea about aliens all of a sudden yeah because he was so just like no they they aren't real nope not real nope and then he goes on joe rogan and joe rogan's like yeah have you seen this have you seen this have you seen this and he's like mm -hmm. holy shit are you serious yeah. and then they go a couple years down the road and he's posting videos from his SpaceX shit, his satellites that are UFOs flying around the the earth. Have you seen that? No. It's insane. He posted on Twitter a video. Why am I not on Twitter now? Hmm. Bro, this was like a like a month ago. You got you got to get on Twitter. Actually don't get on Twitter. Twitter's a cesspool. That's why I got off of it. Twitter and Facebook cesspool. Cesspool. Pool of cest. TikTok is also a cesspool <clears throat> of addiction. Time wasting. Do you know what a cesspool is? Isn't that for sewage? Yeah, it's like a pool of shit. Shit and disease. 
I looked it up because I thought it had something to do with incest. And I was like, why are so many people saying this? Like, why is this such a common term that people are just like, oh, cesspool. And I'm like, a, I'm like, Ugh, like what are you saying? Like when someone says the C word and everyone's like, yeah. <gasps> oh, I just thought that was like, what? Like, I heard my dad say it. I'm like, cesspool. Why are you saying that? Ew. Cesspool? Ugh. It's just a. I thought it was just a dirty little pool of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the studio, Tom and Topher. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us pretty much anywhere. We're popping right now. Okay, we have like, we have like hundreds of followers right now. <laughs> No one up finger popping each other's assholes. What we're doing is we're getting shit done. Okay? We're in the studio. It's Monday morning. Monday morning Welcome. podcast. I love the Monday morning vibes. Yeah. We it's normally December. have it off. It's December. Holidays are in full swing. We got even the Christmas lo-fi going. Yeah. What were you saying? I was going to say, even though it's just like a... Huge, like, greedy capitalism time of the year with, like, sales and stuff like that. It's still cool to me. I love it. It's magical. It's still magical, even without all the buying and selling all that shit. Bro, this is something that I'm glad we brought up, okay? Christmas time. Magical. Here is a little story that I learned recently. I kind of put it all together as of late, but this is like what I think the real Christmas story is, legitimately. Um, not a lot of people have heard about this, but it's probably one of the coolest things that I've learned in the past year. So the Amanita muscaria mm -hmm. mushroom, just for anybody who doesn't know what the Amanita muscaria mushroom is, it's the mushroom that you see on your iPhone when you do the little mushroom emoji. It's got the white little spots, the red on it, the white stem. The Mario Christmas, mushroom. Christmas Mario mushroom. Hooray! Yahoo! Level up. So apparently this mushroom used to be consumed by shamans. Long ago. But this mushroom's weird, because if you eat it raw, like normal, like psilocybin, psychedelic mushrooms, it gives you a pretty weird trip that is not ideal. Bad. Very, it makes you feel just odd. Just confused. Yeah. Very confused. Very, very odd. But what these shamans would do is they would pick these... Amanita muscaria mushrooms and they would put them all over these pine trees and dry them out so the theory is is that this is where we got the ornaments long ago we used to dry out these mushrooms on pine trees and you would go into the forest and you'd see these pine trees covered in these red and white mushrooms and they probably went that looks nice that looks very nice I like that I enjoy that <laughs> very much it's pleasing and so 
once they dried them out, they would feed them to the reindeer. They would feed them to the caribou, which are reindeer. And the reindeer would piss out the talk. I'm not even going to try to say. They would piss, the shamans would drink it, and the shamans would get super duper high. And they would trip out, and one of the common things that you <coughs> see is elves. So you have reindeer, you have magical reindeer that help you fly. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> this is so fucking cool to me. You have magical reindeer that help you fly through the sky. You have Christmas ornaments, and you have elves that you see. They're your helpers. They help you, right? You can talk to anybody who, who takes psychedelics, who has researched or done DMT. People who do DMT, they see literal elves. That's one of the common things you see when you do DMT. I want to see them. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and so... That was a terrible sounding laugh. Sounded quite evil. <laughs> and so the the elves help you out. They give you guidance, which is true. They tell you, anybody who does this stuff tells you that you learn a lot about yourself, about what you're doing in life, about death, about life, so on. We've talked about it on the podcast. You want to hear about it, you can go back and hear about it. We talk about mushrooms all the time. It's crazy. So another thing, in that time these houses that they lived in would get snowed over. So they would use these chimneys as alternate accesses into the homes once the once the snows came because you would literally be walking around and, and you're walking on top of the houses pretty much. Yeah. So they would access them through the um, chimney and the shamans every year would go deliver these mushrooms to people. There's a book by John M. Allegro called The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross, which talks about this as well as ancient Sumerian and historic, just so much history about mushrooms and their ties with religions. And pretty much most religions started from some sort of mushroom cult. And this, this guy, John M. Allegro, wrote a massive book hmm. about all of this. And it seems that Christianity... A lot of these religions were inspired by psychedelic plants, being able to commune. And what, you know, you think about it, and you're, if you're a hunter-gatherer, it's what you do. You pick mushrooms. Yeah. It's one of the things that you learn about. Like, when you get, interact, when, when, you, when you interact with these new sp species that you find, literally humans and Neanderthals, Interbred. That's why we have Neanderthal DNA in us. Many people have Neanderthal DNA in them. They talk. They go, hey, what mushrooms can we eat? What does this do? Mm -hmm. what if, when we go into this area, are we going to be able to eat this type or this type? What if, and they go, you can eat this, but this one makes you trip fucking balls, bro. Yeah. If you want to see God, you use these. <laughs> And these people take them and they show them and they bring them to their 
the you know their other villages and these villages are inspired by this and they create their own religions based off of these experiences that they have this is real this is how religion started and this is this is backed up by many books i i took an anthropology class by, by a guy named john as well and uh he writes books on this too the exact stuff we're talking about right now hmm. Like, in anthropology, they are finding that mushrooms are just the key to everything, dude. Really. Like, history, historically, people have been using psychoactive and psychedelic drugs for thousands of years. And people are trying to discredit that. Yeah. Oh, no, that's just some hubbub. Yeah. No. Buy my stuff instead. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Come attend my lectures. <clears throat> This is my TED Talk. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. Um, <laughs> that shit blows my mind, bro. I'm just sitting over here getting goosebumps and just like... I know. I <laughs> hope it makes everybody as excited as it does me. Yeah. Like, it makes Christmas that much more magical to me. Yeah, it makes me want to decorate the tree with just mushrooms now. I, when I, I had this thing going based on trips that I've had that when you were a kid and you had those moments where you're just like in total awe of the moment like in Christmas time I remember as a kid like my house would be perfectly decorated and stuff and you walk in because your mom like spent all this time setting up that little village and yeah. lights in it and stuff and the trees up the ornaments are on it uh, there's a fire going yeah there's a Christmas movie playing yes House is like perfect condition, vacuumed. There's just cookies somehow made go. and more it in the oven. Like pie and like roast beef. Yeah, <laughs> we're just spoiled ass children. And like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just nostalgia, but it, I don't know where I was gonna go. I was gonna make some kind of connection between that and time. Well, I totally lost it. Me and you. <laughs> have already decorated the stew yeah we got Christmas trees going we got penguins everywhere we got pumpkins everywhere we got we're leveling up bro we're leveling up like we, we don't we got our next level up is getting a house because this place like is so hard to live in you know yeah it's like uninspiring but it's cool to have it's a good place to like create it's, it's uh, not bad it's, it's not just not place. at all good like no. It was a good first apartment, you know? Mm -hmm. I will look back at this and be like, damn, that was fun. Yeah. Lots of crazy shit mm -hmm. happened here. Lots of, lots of conversations that you guys have heard. We, don't, we didn't lie. We said we were going to move out. We said we were going to advance our podcast into a new little space, yeah. square. <clears throat> and from here... We're just shooting for the stars because truly this podcast is going ham right now. I'm excited. We're revamped. Mm -hmm. We went through it, learned some lessons, and coming out guns blazing. We're, we've got a good sunset. base, mm -hmm. like a solid base, which is like we just need to keep stacking on that base. That's it. Mm -hmm. From here on out, it's just constant little improvements here and there to where 
don't know, I truly believe that we're making something pretty cool right now. Mm -hmm. I like it. Me too. Because it's weird because we can go back, anybody can go back and watch us grow. Like this has been, we started this in like 2018, didn't yeah. we? Um, my phone randomly started playing episode three <clears throat> of season one. And we sound like so nervous. Welcome, what it all? <laughs> like we start talking, <laughs> and you get—I don't know about you, but I can just hear like the shakiness in the voices. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I'm it's scared so to listen, funny. dude. I think it's worth keeping on. I don't think. I mean, we did a good job. Oh, it's worth keeping, dude. It's like having your first picture, like yeah. that you ever drew. It's like, whoa, that's because we talk about it all the time. Like we can just go back and forth, like. We could interview anyone if we wanted. Like, with our minds combined, Christopher, we can conquer the world. No, but seriously, like, our back and forth is pretty solid. Like, I have shit that I need to get off my chest, so do you. We just have this space to where we talk about what's going on in the world, what's going on with us, and, like, we're, it's for it. Like, people listen, but, like, if anything... It's for us to look back on and be able to have, like, some sort of diary yeah. of our life and how we felt. And, like... Everyone should have a podcast. We are spilling out how we feel each and every day when we do this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not some bullshit. Like, you can probably tell that, like, each time we do the podcast, we're in some sort of all other mood or, like, a different type of vibe or more energetic, more caffeinated, more high, more drunk, whatever we're doing, we're, but, like, that's what's crazy about this is, like, I look back and I realize, like, holy shit, I'm a different person from, like, the morning to the night, like, when we have night podcasts as opposed to morning podcasts. Yeah. Like, I'm tired at night or, like, I'm energetic in the morning or, like, you know? Mm -hmm. depends on if I had a nap during that day and then that starts to play in how you talk to people day to day how you go to work you're just like I need to be more well fed more well rested because yeah. if I'm not I'm just going to be a bitch and yeah. Just, yeah that's getting older too is realizing like hey the way I act <clears throat> is largely coordinated with what I'm putting in my mouth you know? Yeah. Like, so if you eat a bunch of trash food, you're going to be grumpy and mean the next day. And also, now that you're an adult, feel like shit. how you act can affect your entire life. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, you can change things to where, so like, you have a bad day and then you've built yourself to be this person who's like, fucking I'm gonna snap and I'm getting out of my car now and I'm gonna beat the shit out of this person who's been fucking with me on the road right now yeah and then you both get hurt or somebody gets killed now you're in jail like people that shit happens bad shit happens to people who put themselves through hell man <laughs> it's a literal <laughs> hell man you can't become a tyrant mind becomes a tyrant and it's real and it's mean it's dark 
Jordan Peterson, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, by the way, we're going to have him on the podcast soon. No joke. We're having Jordan Peterson on our podcast. So tune in. He'll be here. Yeah. Yeah, we got some shit in store for you guys. That'd be cool. Is it in store? Yeah. Like we got it in store? Yeah. We got it in store. Like we got it in shop. It's in storage. It's in store. We got, no, we got it stocked. Yeah. In store. It's in store. It's on the shelf. Ringy dingy. Waiting for you. Best in town. Just gotta open the door. Best around. <sighs> We're live in the studio. We're in the studio on a Monday morning. Here's something I wanted to talk about. Say it with your mouth. Easing, easing my way back into psychedelic therapy. It's a very... Let's talk about it. Real decision. I've been reading The Psychedelic Explorer's Guide by James Fadiman. Yes. That is a fascinating book. And I realized how much I fucked up. Oh, yeah. The last... <clears throat> oh, my God. Just ridiculous. Yeah. It's funny that you... Other books I've read, they warn you about this arrogance that you get when you take it at first and you have a good experience you get some kind of weird not like you're arrogant towards people but like kind of like an invincibility complex and I was like okay I don't have that but I totally did have that well here's another factor that we were not at all factoring in is that from what I know now and this is how it works because we are pioneers in this realm of thought and, and psychedelic exploration. Like it's not something that we have an explorer's guide on to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are just learning how to do this shit. The entire world is right mm-hmm. now having to relearn how to be spiritual again. Right. And getting, you know, they talk about getting too close to the sun and learning about getting burned. Mm -hmm. But um, also the tolerance issue. So we didn't factor that in to really anything. Because like with most... And anybody listening to this, like, if you're considering doing this stuff, like, this is highly um, sought-after information that, like, you should probably consider before doing any of this stuff. Yeah. And we're, like, definitely here to say that, like, this stuff is very, very um, serious. Mm -hmm. And so, knowing about dosage, knowing about your tolerance... We were microdosing, and I think that was affecting the tolerance to where, you know, we would take what normally would be a, a good trip for us, mm-hmm. and it was just not very effective, you know? And yeah. so, 
like learning about tolerance, learning about, because, you know, mushrooms have a different tolerance factor than like anything else. So apparently from what I've heard, you just, you can't just take them a bunch and expect to have a, the same type of trip as right. not taking them for six months or whatever. And we're, <clears throat> uh, our body mass too. I don't know if we talked about that already, but didn't take that into account. And then also a big one is uh, the setting, like this apartment complex, not a good place to be yeah. taking mushrooms. Not at all. Yeah, all of the times that we've had the most insight and like um, all the times that we've had the most like divine experiences has been surrounded by nature Mm-hmm. And has been surrounded by a setting that is, we manifested it, but it was extremely, like, holy, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Going to Lake Tahoe, you're surrounded by these very old trees because the timber industries couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. It's too high up. Um, too, too out of the way, apparently. There's just so many different reasons why the old timber companies didn't chop these trees down. So you really feel just the the ancient vibes when you're there. It's seems wacky. All this seems very wacky, but it's going to be so key to psychology in the future. Yeah. Um, it's it's such a hot topic in almost every field you go to religion government you know um, our society right now the youth are participating in psychedelics and and it's bringing everyone closer to the idea of religion in a world and in a time where religion was being just abandoned so like if you're out there and you are Christian and you're thinking that these druggies, these hippies are just out here abandoning their God and using drugs to cope with... No. What's going on is that they're revealing truths in their own life internally and manifesting the ability through these things to change their life through the ideas that they have through the experiences and the the literal visions that you get, you want to change your life from there. That's not something you get from cocaine. That's not something you get from meth. That's not something you get from heroin. That's not something you get from Oxycontin. That's not something you get. The list goes on. Psychedelics are different. They're not a drug. Different. They come from the ground, just like pot very you know it's a very controversial thing because people will say hey but so do opiates opiates have their place too we are abusing those as well but psychedelics are anti-addictive too right and what make people lose their addiction to alcohol and drugs that's hard for people to fathom Mm-hmm. You can. What does anti-addictive even mean to somebody who hasn't participated? Anti-addictive. What does that mean? You just go. I don't want to do that anymore. No. 
No, here's what happens. Here's what happens. And this is based on a true account. You take these drugs, let's say um, you are a smoker, okay? You take mushrooms. You have a cool trip. You turn into an eagle flying over the mountains and you're seeing the beauty of the earth. And for some reason, in, word, in ways that people cannot explain, that somehow shows them a perspective of life and makes smoking just totally pointless to them. Like they just don't need it anymore. It sounds weird and wacko, but they're shown these visions and these perspectives on life that totally heal them and make connections in their brain that <clears throat> will make them let go of bad habits, addictions, depression, anxiety. That's what it is. It's oh. new perspective. Yeah. That's everything because that changes your thinking, changes your thoughts. What's your perspective originally? Your perspective is you wake up, and what's your perspective? Cigarette. Mm -hmm. Right? Making it like, a cigarette break. break. Wake up, cigarette. And you can do this with anything. Alcohol, like, this is why it's going to change psychology. This is why it already has changed psychology. This is why psychologists are massively interested in this and are using psychedelic therapy to, for people to cope with even like cancer patients coping with death. You literally meet what death looks like and what life looks like <clears throat> while on this stuff. You take the right dose of this and you meet what that is. You meet the, the face of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's so cool because death, just the word and how it's spelled and how it looks and skulls and bones, they make it seem so scary and creepy. Yeah. And when you see what it is, you go, oh, when they say death is part of life, you go, oh, this is just like when you're born. Yeah. You're, this is exactly like when you're born. And you're just, you start seeing parallels. Oh, a seashell and this, geomet this geometric shape are exactly the same. Oh, that's sacred geometry. And then you start seeing literal sacred geometry in things all around you. You yeah. start seeing the triangles and the pyramids and the squares and all the things around you. And you're just going, holy shit, this all has purpose. This all has meaning. Yeah. Like there's all, there's structure to everything. Yeah. And you start meeting what this structure is. And you start putting, oh, is this God? Holy shit. Am I meeting God? Like, what the fuck is happening? That's what you're yeah. thinking. What is happening? And then you, you will at times be so drenched in the feeling of love at a degree that you've never experienced before in your entire life. But careful, Chris. Careful now. Let's see. The devil is tempting. <clears throat> he will appear to you in a white dress. Yeah, even the devil can appear in light and loving and all that stuff. So, yes, there is the factor of, hey, if you are tampering in things that are spiritual, how do you know that you're not tampering in some negative yeah. spirituality? <clears throat> what if it's like a facade? A facade that will lead you to... An eventual downfall. Mm -hmm. Dun dun dun. 
I don't think so. Because the main thing that I take away from all of this after my, you know, my very first experience with this was in high school. I'm 26 now. I was probably 16, 17 when I first tried it. So a decade later, um, my life is the things that I do and the inspiration that I draw from stems from those experiences. My constant thirst for life when I wake up and thirst to do better every single day stems from those experiences. I understand why people don't want to live on this earth, but I'm not one of those people. I've seen things to where I go, oh, the experience of sadness is just as important as the experience of joy. Mm-hmm. Like all of this is all fractals. And when you start seeing where these fractals are stemming from and the source of what life is as far as where are we drawing meaning from? You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's hard for me to say exactly, but I have seen it where I draw my meaning from. And every time I take a new journey into that realm, it seems I gain a new found beautiful perspective. It's not this, it's not some downfall all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It's like you may have a trip that is quote unquote bad, but what that bad trip is showing you is your internal demons that you're fighting. Yeah. It's going, hey, this shit's fucking real. And like, people think that, oh, demons, like, these things are very rare. And like, like a demon could never be in my heart or my soul or my, like, mm-hmm. the idea of what a demon is, is a bad habit latching onto you. Yeah. A bad habit is a demon. You need to pry that thing off of you. It's an idea, bro. Yeah. It really is. Sorry, I'm ranting. I got this strawberry acai. And then... <laughs> yeah. That's what I think, too, is that um, demons are just things that you don't want to face. They, they are your shadow manifested into something that you're fearful of. You're so fearful of it that when it comes up in your, in your thinking, in your you know, day-to-day life, as you're just going through your day, and you have a little thought that pops up and you push it away real quick. Yeah. That's what that is. When you go, have a, when you trip, you come face to face with that sometimes. And uh, this is where it gets dangerous too, is that <clears throat> sometimes you're not ready for the visualization that you see that demon or dark side. And it does cause people to have psychotic breaks because it is so terrifying. And I know of a person who spent um, a long time in the, in the hospital because of that, because <clears throat> of a psychotic break that she had. She couldn't talk for three days from, I don't know if she took mushrooms or LSD, but it's crazy stuff. Yeah, because it's not just a drug that you take and then like cocaine. You can dose somebody with cocaine. They'll be tripping, but you can always tell them like, this will be over soon. 
mm-hmm. or like if they're dosed with anything you can mm-hmm. say this will be over soon so like most things i think you could you can have a bat you can smoke marijuana have you know a paranoid episode mm-hmm. and then the next day be just like whoa why did i feel that way that was crazy i'm sorry guys yeah you know that was silly of me but with this it's different because you can't escape what you saw mm-hmm. you have to deal with it you have to face and it. for people who have been dosed on this shit it is so scary because you are now having to face things that maybe that person didn't recognize maybe when they take they've had a good life Mm-hmm. And when they take this stuff, all they see is like, you know, hellscapes and whatever they want to see. Yeah. I don't know. And so like, it's fun for them and they're able to access a part of their mind that like allows them to relax. But like you, mm-hmm. whoever this person is who's getting dosed, which this has happened to, it happened to one of my uncles when he was young. He, uh... Yeah, so he spent a lot of time in the hospital after that. It's yeah. just a nightmare, you know. And so that's what it is. It's a nightmare. You have to face your nightmares. And, like, when you have a men- a mentor or a guide or somebody who's been there, done that with you to kind of just go along with the ride and help you down the path, that's the ideal situation because this, the, like I said, we are discovering what this stuff is all about. We are having to rediscover because, you know, we've talked about how ancient people have been using this stuff for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because when you take this stuff, you see a lot of that shit. You start to understand like, Wow. This is like, this whole human story is wild. Yeah. And how I'm a part of it is wild. And you make some wild connections too. Like, the time, I don't know, there's, you'll experience time in a very strange way. I remember just having this weird visualization where I literally just looked back like that and I looked back into my past as like going back lifetimes that I've lived yeah. and like people that I who like different yeah just different lives that I've lived different people I've been different eras like I remember one specifically was like a knight <laughs> like I was like armor on and stuff <laughs> I love that shit it's crazy stuff man see I remember you were telling me that it was such an emotional time in the in the journey you just told me you're like bro I think I just like stepped like into my grandpa's shoes for a minute oh yeah and you're like I just felt I just closed my eyes and I felt myself like in what was it Korea yeah I was I remember I was walking back to like towards the window in the hotel room and then, like, time, like, slowed down like that, yeah. like, slow motion. And then, like, I, I could, like, really hear myself breathing really loud. And then, it like, I was, like, holding a gun, like, in war for a moment. Like, the scene was changing, yeah. like, from the hotel room. I, this is, like, the, like, 
for just a little bit, it started to change into like Korea. Yeah. Warfront. My grandpa fought. He was a Marine and was like infantry fighting on the front lines in Korea. And I, when you take psychedelics, you notice that time just means nothing. Time is not linear. Yeah. And so, like, I believe that when your grandpa was in that place, it was such a potent state of mind. And, like, the ancestor thing, I think, is real. Mm-hmm. And you may have accessed such a, such a radiant, like, little light bulb in your ancestry. Like yeah. You're like someone in your and in your like a real warrior who had to who believed he was fighting for whatever he was fighting for. Yeah. And he was in this state of mind that was just whoa 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 whoa. Yeah. So close to psychedelic. War <coughs> is so it does this it does things to people, it makes people break. You know? Mm-hmm. It's so psychedelic what they have to go through. Just that level of fear and just having to pretty much either die or surrender to just basically a faith in whatever God you believe in. Yeah. At that point. There's a moment in Band of Brothers where one of the captains, he's, they've gotten deep, they've jumped into Normandy already. For anybody who hasn't seen it, they're paratroopers in World War II, jumping into Normandy. They're behind enemy lines on the invasion of Normandy. One of these captains runs over to him. One of the dudes in his foxhole, he's just like, you scared? He's like, yeah, I'm really scared. He was like, you get, you gotta uh, understand something. He's like, what? He was like, this is all just a game. He's like, what? It sounds kind of cliche, but he's like, like, it doesn't matter if you die. You realize that. Like, look at mm-hmm. us all here. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be dead, type mm-hmm. of thing. And he's just like, it's such a, it's such a weird thing that they're portraying because it's like, that's their reality in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to realize is like, oh yeah, like I just have to, like I can't control if a German is aiming at me and sh- shoots me. Yeah. I just have to do what I do and hope that I live. That's how you get through that. Yeah. And that's how these captains are having to get through it. Is, and it, that dude who said that, it, he lives through the entire thing. And in the, he's known as like the craziest motherfucker in the, in the squad. Like he just runs at Germans. Like Damn. literally <laughs> runs at them. Dude, there's so many. Can we pause this real quick? I have to go to the bathroom, but I really want to talk about this. Go to the bathroom. I'll I'll keep talking. All right. All right. We're here on the Tom and Topher pod. Solo action. Winter blues. We got the lo-fi girl. We got the lo-fi girl going. Christmas is here. Thanks for joining us, guys. (sighs) Check out our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Tom and Topher. This is a perfect little plug moment. Chris is pissing. I'm plugging. Plugging. I'm plugging Chris's. Hold on. I'm, I'm, Chris is plugged. Hold on. Hold on. 
Chris is peeing while I plug. Pee and plug. It'll be a new section of the podcast. Pee and plug with Tom and Topher. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's been very foggy, very rainy, and very gloomy over here in the Sacramento Valley. I don't know. I don't know. You like it for a day, and after a few, you get a little bluesy. That winter blues. I love the rain though. Loving the rain. All right. We're back. We were talking Germans. We were talking Brand of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Man, Hollywood. What were you going to say, though? Talking about... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about um, just these fearless um, soldiers in World War II. Like um, that dude you're talking about, Audie Murphy. He used to be so into World War II, thanks to the History Channel. Who was I talking about? You were talking about the guy who... You knew his name? Was that his name? I don't know. Who I think the that, guy you that just guy, said? That guy was the most decorated soldier, I think, in World War II, Audie Murphy. And oh, he, yeah, because he went and fought in Japan after oh, they yeah. won that. That's right. And um, he just did crazy shit, bro. Like, yeah. he just, like, there was this moment where... So we're talking where, about the same person? Yeah, oh, okay. I think so. But they, he was, some dude was, like, pinned down by a sniper... Um, they were, they were really just fucked and he just decided like, you know what? Like we have no radio comms with these other people on the other side of this town. I'm just going to run through the Germans through the town Mm -hmm. and then link up with them and then I'll come back and let you know what they say. (laughs) So he just fucking runs through and they said the Germans literally didn't even fucking shoot at him because they could not believe what they were seeing. (laughs) They just let him fucking go. That's hilarious. They were just like, okay, well, these dudes are nuts. Whoever we're fighting, they're just nuts. Mm -hmm. So, damn, bro. World War II is crazy because those were like well hung badasses fighting. Like, those were farmers that, like, son, we got the letter. It called the war. Got enlisted. You and your brothers? Daddy, I'm going to war. Son, you're only 16. I I refuse it. <laughs> got help on the farm. Dad, I got to do it. I can't just sit back and not fight. <laughs> we're being we're being disrespectful yeah, right now. <laughs> Those are some people that I actually respect. No, Dude. these are just Hollywood movie tropes that we're reenacting. Yeah, we're memers. Come on. The Midwestern boy. 
Midwestern boy. From, Southern boy. From Georgia. Getting enlisted into the into the army. Or the Marines. The Marines. Go to war. Paratroopers will pay you an extra dollar an hour. Or what is it? A dollar a month. Oh, <laughs> That's what it was back then. An extra yeah, yeah. dollar a when month. They, when old movies talk money and how much they're paid back yeah. then, they're so depressed that how much that was worth back then yeah. compared to now. And they convince you to think that that was like... Silly. Like, oh my gosh, we're, it's so much better now. Like, <laughs> like a dollar? They're getting paid a dollar an hour? That was enough to live. Yeah. And go to college and fund everything. <laughs> yeah, look at the programming they do on this. Shit. Oh, that's just the old way. How so silly. Yeah, Ten now- cents for a soda? Are you kidding? Yeah, now you pay $40 for you and your... You and your, uh, you know, you and your girlfriend to go just get a couple pokey bowls. Do you like that? Yeah. Do you like pokey? Forty dollars. Oh, you want guac? You want some avocado on that? Extra ten. <laughs> oh, you want sodas? You want fizzy water with mm-hmm. fucking sugar in there? Silly. Seven bucks. It's too much. It's too much. We gotta do like what the Mayans did. Move back in towards, uh, move back into nature. Yeah. Too much, too much choice. If you go into a grocery store, you go on Netflix. It's just like, okay, come on. It's just a glut, a glut of like a lot of it's just low quality too. I'd rather have. If we're gonna have choice. I'd rather be like. A choice of like high quality stuff. That's what I love about like Japan, or, China or. Um, those markets where they, these crafts went, these craftsmen are just uh, making the coolest niche stuff. Yeah. I feel like that is so human. And now it's just like soulless, like 50 different types of cheese that you can choose from. Just like. Yeah, no one's good at all anything. The, all the alternative milks out there. It's just stupid. Or no one's great at anything. It's all just mediocre, you know? Like. Mm-hmm. Like, we traded quality, we traded such quality for just, like, a. I want seven Burger King hamburgers right now. Give me seven, and I want it in DoorDash, and I want, I want, I want your, I want the driver's cum drizzled all over it, because I know that's what's going to happen. I want his fucking leaky dick just... What is going on with your DoorDash orders, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never had that bad of an experience at DoorDash. No, you're right. They're, <laughs> they're good out there. You know, it all depends on the restaurant you're getting it from. Do they seal the bag? Like, Burger Den sucks. But they seal the bag. They do, but every time it gets to my door... But I I already assume that like the people who work at Denny's are coming on my shit as well. <laughs> there's just I assume there's come somewhere in the transaction. Like come is exchanged Damn, at dude. some point. I don't want to be thinking about come with that when I DoorDash food. Do you ever check your burgers? I some I always check my burgers. Like I feel like have you ever found anything? No, it makes me feel better though. But if you were to spit or something onto something, then you would, uh, something onto something, 
then you would probably do it in like the condiment part, right? Yeah. And then mush it around. Cause like, God. God damn, bro. You're not gonna see it. So when I was a kid, I had such a less anxiety. I feel like I I knew this, this conversation gives me anxiety. It's like yeah, I don't want to think about people doing that shit in my food and the times that I may or may not have consumed it. But that's the thing Gross. is you'll never know. You just have to become like water. You have to just let it happen. You gotta be like, if I want this, then you gotta know that people are shitty, and you yeah. might get cum in your burger. Or start your own farm and eat your own food. Yeah, that's ideal. I just... That's the thing is... This low energy, this low vibration, like consumerism to where you are just shoving things in your gullet that are made by people who fucking hate you. And they just start putting together your patties as you're ordering. Can I get a... Can I get a... Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on. What do you guys want? You people get it together, please. Like, that person, I am guarantee you, as you're doing that, they're just... Cursing you. Yeah. They're cursing your name. They're hawking the loogies. They're getting ready. Like, there's shitty people out there. I've never done this in my life. But I know that I know I've worked long ago in high school with people who were these people who did this shit. Mm -hmm. As you, you know? Yeah. It's real. It is real. I feel it's like real, it's, man. It's real. They're tyrants. It's scary. And it's stark. On the Tom Chopin podcast. But I feel like I've gone to, those people exist because I try my best when I go to any restaurant, just to be polite. Yeah. Thank you so much. And there's times where the person taking order still isn't having it. They still just don't want you to be there. They don't yeah. want to wait on you. And no matter how nice and polite you are, they're just like, anything else? Right. That movie <laughs> Waiting made me very terrified. Yeah. I have relatives that work. Ryan Ridden Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Rob Mom. Ronnie Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, he's a Canadian. Is he, near? Yeah. Like in the proposal? <laughs> Have you seen the proposal, Mark? With Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullocks. Bullocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's her name, right? Hi, mate. Hi. To your right. Bloody hell. No, that movie was funny, though. I was dragged to it. I really I enjoyed, enjoyed that movie, and I watched it recently. They put it on something. Here's what I didn't realize. Um, Sandra Bullock is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, she's... Like, what? What is she? Is she, like, Egyptian mixed with Mayan? Next level. Like, is she, like, Greek mixed with, like... Northern Swedish. She's the best of all worlds. Remember when... I don't know. Growing up, I did not think she was, like, anything. But I watched that movie, I was just like, okay. Something's happening. She was definitely a 90s babe, too. 
90s had like the natural look. She gave, she no. was skinny. That's why. No. I feel like she was. I don't know. She had she had a couple sweater meats she on looks her though. Great. Sweater meats. <laughs> Here we are, just giving everyone the breakdown. Here we are on the Tommy Tover. We don't mean that. We don't mean that. What I'm saying Chris is... Chris doesn't mean that. That was him who said that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine. 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 Is that it? What is it? The fifth day? Day five. I think it's Ghislaine. Okay. And they, like the judge of the trial got trolled because he called her Ghislaine. He thought her name was Ghislaine. Nobody <laughs> knows her name, and that's what we're talking about. That's a weird name. It's though. so strategic. Her name is so strategic to where it's like, even if you know who she is, nobody knows how to fucking pronounce it. Everyone's like, Goslani, Joslane. I don't know. That, the girl. Girl, girl. It's Epstein's. Uh, Miss Maxwell. Miss Maxwell. <laughs> the Maxwell girl. Who's Maxwell? It's so strategic. Yeah, interesting all the CEOs who are stepping down. I don't know if we talked about this on the last episode or not, but pretty interesting that Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey stepped down. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? There's more. Call it, call it, call it, call it like you see it. Call There's it like more. you see it. There's more. I'm trying to think. I mean, these aren't so recent, but the Disney CEO, Nike CEO, Starbucks CEO, Starbucks. Oh, that's right. And there's more that I'm not, that I can't remember right now, but <clears throat> it's weird. All these people that are on the black book, probably, realizing their fate. Well, there's that list that came out. Did you see it? No. When did it come out? She gave it on, like, the first day of the trial. Look it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ghislaine put out a list of all of the people that were... Essentially, um, high suspects, high involvement with the things they were doing. She's outing people. She's fucked. His she knows she's out, outing people. Yeah, but they're still she gave trying. Full they're list. still trying to make her look like the victim. Oh yeah, but that's the strategy. Is she's gonna get out scot free mm-hmm. while everyone burns? Oh, I see. So, she's the victim, but here's everyone involved, though. That's the... She was just his, what, assistant or whatever? Yeah, he's not there to testify anything different. So, she's going to say, oh, I was was groomed into this. I was a victim of it. I was, you know, he's a monster. And then act like she had no involvement in all this stuff. And also, her pro- the prosecutors are trying to discredit these um, de- uh, or the defendant is trying to say that the prosecutors are possibly acting and lying because this quote-unquote Jane individual is an actress. Of high celebrity, correct? Yes. So... They're not telling anybody the names of these prosecutors because they do not want them to die. Yeah. So they're keeping this a secret. 
That's nuts. Um, they're keeping the names to the public, and you might. We were wondering why the hell is why aren't we seeing this anywhere? But apparently, it's strategically trying to. They say that it's being strategically kept out of the limelight so that it could protect the people who are prosecuting. Because this is so, they could so easily be just killed. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I'm guaranteed there's people getting killed right now as we speak. Oh yeah, it's all out war. I'm sure there's people just trying to off each other right now. Like, it's high stakes, high sweat. You know. And I don't know if I'm just living under a rock, but I feel like the news is unusually quiet right now. Like, I know there's a lot going on with the whole Russia-Ukraine stuff, but I feel like uh, ever since this trial started, there hasn't been very many um, Biden speeches or actions. Maybe it's just because all his um, directives got struck down the courts and they're trying to, like, regroup or something, but... Well, I saw something on the OSHA. Well, they're not OSHA. Um, they were talking about some sort of door-to-door testing that Biden just approved. Wow. So they want to register like who has it, and they're doing. Do- they want to do door-to-door testing. I didn't read too much into it, but they want everyone registered who has it, who doesn't. And there's, con- like I saw one article. Why Republicans are wrong about the new blah blah blah. So like, it's trying to anything. It's just back and forth and back and forth. Republicans and Democrats. How about why do people not give a fuck about anything that you're saying at this point? Because you're liars and you're cheaters and you're you're profiteers. You're using people as guinea pigs for your new special experiments, and you're not telling them about it. Whether you like it or not, whether you're right about the virus or not, this is all a test. This is all trial and error. Mm -hmm. Whether you think this is a serious matter, whether you don't think it's a serious matter, it doesn't matter either way. What, What it is, is we are all guinea pigs in this little test. And the reason why they want everybody to get vaccinated is probably just because... It's probably just because they don't want to have a failed test that they put all this money into and they put all this time and resources and all these investors and then only a small percentage of the population participates. What are you going to do with that? You can't use that information. You have to get 100% of the population for the best quality information. Mm -hmm. So the reason behind this huge drive is most likely for profit, is most likely for data gain. And, you know, the the severity of this is being manipulated by the people who want it to continue to last. It's a win-win for the government. And oh my goodness, look, a new fucking variant. Who could have fucking guessed? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so sorry, but... Everybody was talking about how this vaccine was going to just produce this cycle of new variants being produced because this thing is just going to get smarter every time. New variant, new variant, new variant, new variant. And every year we're going to have to get vaccinated. We're going to have to get boosters. We're going to have to get this, that. And it's true, just like your flu shot. You have to get vaccinated every single year Mm -hmm. for your flu shot. 
But and every other year it sucks because of the vaccine causing a flu variant. Right. And this is the same thing with what's going on here. You know, this could have been done so much better. This could have been released to the public in a way to where it was accepted so much easier. But no, you have an administration who is mindless. They have no consideration for what people hold valuable. Mm -hmm. They have no consideration for... um, for values that are not their own. And it's just wild that they, you know, there's people out there who think they're so considerate, but if you are, if you look a certain way, if you act a certain way, and if you are a certain way, you're not considered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not just white people. You know, there's massive amounts of Asians who are subclass uh, to some people's mentality. Yeah. And there's a lot of racism that exists around the world that is not talked about. It's not just black lives matter stuff going on here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about extreme racism from country to country, to country, to country, to country that all this shit stems from, you know, we have this melting pot. If we want to accept the problems that we have and move on and get better, we have to understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, there's massive amounts of racism that goes back thousands of years. And we are so... In America, we are so stupid. Not just in the fact that we're we're not just uneducated. We are so stupid because we are so young. Mm-hmm. We don't get it. We don't get what a thousand years even looks like for a culture. A lot of Europeans do. I mean, pretty much anywhere outside of, the, of North America. But um, <clears throat> what the heck was I going to say? What the heck? Well, this shit puts people on edge. And like, oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go. People are waking up to the fact that all the problems of the world are being caused by their own governments. And so now this goes beyond COVID. Now people are seeing it all open up to them that these wars that are going on, the pollution, everything, all of that could easily be solved, but it's not because they're getting paid and people are waking up to that in mass. <clears throat> Record numbers of people in Australia, the, um, the historical amount of... Okay, so there was a protest uh, within the last few days in... I think it was Melbourne. Uh, one guy who was at the pro at the protest um, was being interviewed on the news. Said that um, he estimated about two hundred and fifty thousand people were at this protest. But Jeez. what? And he found out later on that the actual count was more like three hundred thousand to three hundred fifty thousand people in this protest. That's a historical amount of people standing up to the government. And they might look big and strong on the news with their, you know, um, with their just emotionally driven speeches. Like the, I, 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 I don't know how the Australian government works, but I think the prime minister um, was talking about how if you are 
anti-mandate, you're anti-vax, and he's all getting angry, angry and stuff, and um, saying, I reject it, I reject any kind of uh, opposition to this um, mandate. He looks big and strong, and like a big strong man on TV, but everyone's, once people don't recognize his authority, he has absolutely no power. There might be and I really hope there isn't. There might be some casualties because, you know, they'd never go down without a fight. Some military might fight for him, but or police. But at the same time, there's a lot of police um, giving up their vests, their badges, their guns, their handcuffs. It's all on video. In Australia and France, all over the world. Police, military, just abandoning their posts because they don't agree. Craziness. Historical amounts of people, and it's not on the news. Not on the news at all. And it's like, go ahead. Uh, but what does make it on the news are these fake little um, <clears throat> ultra white right wing uh, demonstrations, like the Patriot Front. Obviously, all cops, all some kind of federal agent. Looks like the FBI, they're all, they marched on uh, the Washington Mall, I think yesterday or the day before yesterday. And there's video of them all um, getting in a U-Haul van together, all getting, getting guarded by police. Getting guarded by police, yeah. Bullshit. Bunch like, of bullshit. Like, who's playing this? Are a bunch of boomers planning these ops because do they not understand that everyone has a phone now yeah. that has a camera on it? They're just filming them walk, get into this fucking U-Haul van or U-Haul truck, mm -hmm. load on inside, and there's cops everywhere just guarding, looking around, making sure nobody's looking, watching. Yeah. And Ask there's someone just sitting there filming. It's such... It's such bullshit, and it's enough to make anybody lose their shit. Like, I, it's really hard to watch because you see s stuff like that, and you just know, like, nobody's watch nobody's gonna see that video really in any of your circles unless you show them. Mm -hmm. They're just gonna see what the media puts out. They're just gonna see the original story, and that's yeah. just how it's always been. And if you're not like an individual who's seeking this information in any way you're not going to find it and the reality of it is is people are just trying to live their lives they don't want to look this stuff up this stuff is scary and terrifying and like most people who put on the jeffrey epstein documentary including myself turned it off early because it's so horrifying yeah and it's just like i cannot have this much negativity in my life all the time and that's all these conspiracy theories and that's all these like these ops like what you know if I turn it off and I don't focus on any of it what starts really affecting me and what's scary is that finally we're in a spot to where if I turn off my phone I turn off my iPad and I stop interacting in social media I'm now at such a disadvantage because someone can and will come start coming to your your house asking for certain things and you're going to be unaware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. They're going to start like what B Biden just put out. 
the door-to-door testing. If someone comes to your door wanting to test you, you're not going to understand how to oppose this kind of stuff, what to say. You're not even going to know that it's happening. Mm -hmm. And so for the first time in a a very long time, um, I feel like these sorts of implications or these sorts of implementations are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And regardless of whether you have a phone or not, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to have to follow through with what somebody wants for your life. You can't just go out and live. And, you know, this is horrifying for us to say to some people who have the perspective of this is um, something that we need to stop and fight Mm -hmm. and because I'm scared for my family I'm scared which is all so valid but the part that is not valid is that you're being lied to about how this is supposed to be fixed it's not going to be fixed with vaccines they've already stated that the vaccines will will never stop this it's going to have new variants every year and we're going to have to vaccinate and continue boosting and you know and eventually it'll be just like the flu Mm -hmm. so why is this so scary to people is it because you know is it because we are in this early stage of it and we're having to live out this early stage of a virus and it's just we don't have the perspective to know that in a few years this will be solved, but we have a task in front of us. Is that too scary for people to understand Mm -hmm. that there are people who don't want to participate in your little vaccine test? Maybe that's a possibility. And in the country where we've made it to where people are supposed to have the ability to decide that sort of thing, you think it's weird that somebody would choose that option? No, you're weird. Mm-hmm. You're weird for thinking that that was never something that was going to happen. You're weird for clumping people together and labeling them as someone who is either right wing or some QAnon or whatever the fuck you think. That is the that is the toxic nature of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You are <laughs> stepping on your own fucking feet. It's been proven in the past that the United States government uses any opportunity to decrease the amount of civil liberties that people have. And they, uh, the most recent example I can think of is post 9-11 with the Patriot Act and then also um, the NSA getting caught uh, tapping our phones. The government has shown over and over again throughout recent history that they're not on our side. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's in the news and it's brushed off. And that's why they have what they have. That's why they have um, agents within entertainment channels. It's called programming for a reason. I know that's super cliche to say that, but that's true. That's what they use that for. And there's, there's been... Um, testimony uh, before Congress that the CIA does in fact have agents within the entertainment industry 
and they are used for um, influencing American citizens. Well, let's just talk That's about on full display right now. Let's just talk about another one, the t- like Tuskegee experiments, history of abuses behind Black Americans, and so people like literal entire Black communities being used for this exact type of research in history. Mm-hmm. This is why. So what are so what are you? Are you Black Lives Matter? So if a Black life believes that he doesn't want to take this vaccine because his brothers and sisters and ancestors have died from this fucking exact thing that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Just mass injections on communities in which the fucking rich think are just useless. Yeah. Because they did this because they thought that the black communities did not matter. And they could use them for these experiments, which is wild because they thought that uh, they thought that these black community communities were different than white people. So why would they be using these people who weren't humans? You know, mm-hmm. it's fucking wild. The so I don't know. I'm getting all wrapped up, but what what I'm really stating here is like, what are you? What values do you stand for? Because in the end, you're just going with... A lot of people are really just going with whatever is thrown in their face. And at this point, your narratives are conflicting. So do you believe in Black Lives Matter? Do you believe in somebody not wanting to take the vaccine because of the history of what this country has done to black people as far as vaccines go? Yeah. Forcibly injecting these people to test out whether these things work or not. This has been going on for so long. So in Nazi Germany, the pretty much, so there's, um, you know, the surgeon general, Mm -hmm. uh, the surgeon general for the Nazi party in world war two was hired because of his expertise on vaccines, specifically <clears throat> genetic mutation. He was doing the same stuff. He was test. He was, you know, and this was a horrible guy. This was one of the guys that almost every single one of the Nazis who knew about him were willing to give him up. Really? Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. This guy's a psycho. Yeah. And so there were some of these nuts motherfuckers. And Hitler knew the power of vaccines. People say that if Hitler used a vaccine rather than just invading countries, they would have accepted him with open arms. It's just a strategy that he didn't think of. And you can see that that chose Blitzkrieg. You know? What's that? He chose Blitzkrieg to rush each country as quick and fast as possible. That's what that's what he chose instead of vaccines. But now they're doing vaccines. <laughs> I truly believe that. Like, this is a level of control. Mm-hmm. Do you ever wonder... <clears throat> 
like, uh, there's a lot of mystery around when the Nazis fell and how they, like, disappeared. Some of them disappeared into South America and some of them were absorbed into the American government and NASA. And I just wonder if somehow that, <clears throat> that whole Nazi mindset of, like, a master race and, like, a uh, totally fascist society totally got injected into American government post-World War II, and I wonder if that was just, like, some sort of planned thing. Like, someone in... Some Nazi, maybe Hitler, is like, oh, we're doing it... We're dumb. This is stupid. Why do we need to yeah. go about it as, like, country versus country? We go and we infect their government like a virus... Turn it inside out. Meanwhile, I'll hide in the jungle. And you guys report back to me. That's totally something I made up. But well, there's no... There's no doubt that when... You know, NASA formed its rocket program. They recruited all Nazis. Well, they recruited the leader of the... <laughs> the leader of the rocket program that is now NASA was an SS officer. Mm -hmm. He was the leader of a rocket program. He used to hang the five slowest Jews in front of his rocket factory. And he was recruited, and his the members of his team were recruited in order to start what is now NASA. This is all something that you can see on Wikipedia. You can see on the NASA website his name is right there I don't it's know nuts. why I keep thinking of Robert E. Lee that's not his name Robert what's e. his Lee. name <laughs> Robert E. Lee <laughs> uh, Robert Zemeckis no, no it's Werner Von Braun Werner Von Braun so Werner Von Braun Werner Von Braun Bing Bong Bing Bong Byron so if these programs like including the one that shapes how we think of the world and space itself are liars and deceivers and mm. killers. The, uh, and the traditions of these people have been ingrained into these programs. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, their traditions and values are set in stone in the American way of life. Like, the fact that we think that we are any different than Nazis is wild because the first thing that we did when we went to war was we locked up all the people that we th were in our country that we were at war with. Oh, yeah. So all of the citizens who had Japanese heritage, bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Into internment camps. Yeah, German heritage too. There's apparently a German camp that we put Germans into during that time. I think it's right outside Bakersfield. It's either a Japanese one or a, a German one. Wow. But, um, yeah, I think it's in Tehachapi. Somewhere out I'll there. I'll have to work that up. But, um, dude, it's crazy. Like, the fact that we think that we are any different. And then there's, we allied with someone who was killing way more of their own citizens than our enemy. We didn't go to war because... We wanted to stop concentration camps. That's not why we went to war. 
Hitler was taking over the world. Yeah. And we <clears throat> finally saw, uh-oh. He's going to be on our doorstep next. Dude, every single country except for Sweden and Great Britain was taken. Great Britain was like, well, this is it. You either help us or it, this is it. They're coming to you next. Yeah. We're, you, we're the only thing stopping them from coming to you right now. Do you understand that they have pictures of your Empire State Building from subs? They're oh there right now watching you guys. That is real. German subs took pictures of the Empire State yeah, Building. I heard about that. And, and, you know, there was battles in Alaska. Um, massive battles. I didn't know that. That were Americans versus Japanese. They hit American soil, bro. Like, And we, we just assume... It's so wild. Like, Stalin killed... Um, what is it? Over 30 million of his own people? Mm-hmm. 28 million or something like that? Yeah. Um, and Hitler killed 6 million Jews. Not saying that that's good. I'd say that's pretty bad. Yeah, but people still go around with a hammer and sickle in their t-shirt. Yeah. But will scream at someone walking around with a swastika on their t-shirt. Wild. Both have millions and millions of lives under their flag. All right, what do we got? Stalin deliberately killed about six million, which rise to nine million in foreseeable generation. Dang. What does it say there? Was I right? There it said um, between six and nine million. Okay, well maybe it wasn't Stalin himself, but it was the within the Soviet Union itself. Oh, yeah, it was Stalin. He would sign death warrants. Well, I know he killed a lot, but it was responsible for around. Okay, Hitler is responsible for around over between 11 and 12 million non-combatant deaths while Stalin was responsible for at least 6 million and as many as 9 million if foreseeable deaths caused by deportation, starvation, incarceration, and concentration in concentration camps are included. Um, if one is... Uh, the Soviet Union suffered over a million combatant more... Due to feminine deeds, perhaps about 20 million, it says, in the Soviet Union. Um, so, yeah, my numbers are off. But all well, in all, we allied camp. with someone who is right there on par with Hitler mm-hmm. the whole time. And guess what? Right after that, what did we do? We went into a Cold War with that person. Mm-hmm. So... I think our values and what the American government is doing is pretty fucked. And, like, if you are trying to convince me that the American government is there for me and wants to give me the best life that I've ever had and that they want to protect me and save me from bad, bad no-nos, 
and it's super scary out there and that you need to take their medicine, fuck you. And also, fuck your pharmaceutical companies. When have you guys ever been on the side of the pharmaceutical companies until now, you fucking weirdos? Yeah, you're falling in line. Let's talk about that. How about you recognize the fact that the progressives just a couple years before all this shit were shitting their pants about all the pharmaceutical companies charging thousands of dollars for insulin. How about we talk about that a little bit? Because you guys were just shitting your britches about these pharmaceutical companies raping the American public. And now, and now you guys want to fucking defend them. What the fuck is going on here? Like... Like, you guys are so weird. You guys are weirdos. Weird little fucking weirdos. Little... (laughs) Fuck off. Seriously. Like, get the fuck away. With your fucking injections. You're gonna go around acting like you know. Like, you know what you're talking about with vaccines. You know microbiology. You know science you keep saying scientific things you don't know shit you don't know what you're even talking about you're just listening to what Fauci says and Fauci has been called out by so many other doctors for um a bunch of like I don't know if this is the right word but like malpractice and just being sloppy and just seeking power and notoriety and celebrity And if you think you get to a place like that without being sneaky and sloppy, he's a politician doctor, bro. The what? Like the two things that we just said are some of the most evil things, pharmaceutical and government. And honestly, like you are turning a blind eye to so many, so many shady actions by by that man alone. And like the gain of function research thing and then the NIH website changing the definition of the gain of function research of gain of function research in order to data. trick and manipulate the public yeah the weirdos you guys are weirdos like defend that look at please. you please and then like honestly honestly try and defend that with a straight face like are you i don't i don't trust you yeah that's what? the thing is like when stuff like this starts going on I don't, you know, I don't, it's fucking gross to me that people are laughing at this type of shit. Like, they think it's funny that people don't want to get vaccinated. They think it's, they think, you know, I get the memes. I get it. I love memes. You know, Mm -hmm. I get it. There will be memes made of anything, but I don't understand how this is funny to really anyone. It's fucking weird, especially when you it's start because they're guys, when, especially when I get pulled into the back of my job and told that because of the OSHA mandates, I'm probably not going to have a job by January 4th. That's when I start going, uh-huh. Yeah, you guys are fucking weirdos. Yeah, because in now a cult 100 percent. You guys are in a little cult because you are just following the leader and you're doing whatever they say, and you're screaming and shouting at someone who's um, refusing. And it's so funny because a lot of these people... Oh, my God. I don't even know if I want to get into this. It's just like... <laughs> We're gonna get it's flagged. so weird when you're isolated, but I see you in Hawaii. That's weird. Yeah. You're using these times as opportunities to fucking get your little angry thoughts out of your head onto people like, like so privileged it, and convenient for you it's to just be saying that shit it's just a fucking 
it's so easy. It's so easy for you to go get vaccinated and then just start shitting on people who aren't. Mm-hmm. And it's so scary for p- certain people to be forced into doing something they don't necessarily want to do. That's great that you love your vaccine. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. Take all the pictures you want of your card, post them on Facebook, post them on Insta. I'm not going to say shit to you. Ever. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Like, seriously, you're part of this test. I'm glad that you're willing to be a guinea pig because I'm not. I, I'm yeah. glad that there's bots in this world who are willing to just get in line and not question a thing Yeah. because get I line. get to see the effects of it mm-hmm. and I get to go, oh, I feel, you know, I don't feel worse about my decisions that I've made. Mm-hmm. I only feel better as time goes on. This just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. You know, weirder, like we're in bizarre world with the presidency and it's just a, it's just a, a show that's just completely falling apart and not even trying to be all political and, and partisan. Like how, how do you defend that guy, his obvious mental decline? How do you defend the, the Hollywood white house sets, um, the green screen mistakes? Like, how do you defend that? It's right there in front of us for all to see. How do you defend that? It's this Truman Show bullshit. Like, and honestly, not, I want... It's not even, like... It, we're not even asking this for no reason. Like, we need to get somebody on here to defend this shit. Like, tell me. Tell me what you think. What are you thinking? Yeah. I need to know what you're thinking because every time I talk to somebody who... who and I explain what, what we're explaining right now to somebody who is pro-vaccine, they don't have anything to say. When I start telling them or, or, or asking them specifically, what do you have to say about your government and the pharmaceutical companies linking together on this yeah. as two very powerful and destructive entities? When I talk about my family and each and every member of my family being affected by the pharmaceutical companies from insulin to Ritalin, to antidepressants, you know, it's wild how much these people have affected families in such a negative way. And so if they have given my family such grief and hardship, why do you think I want to team up with them in any point in time if I don't absolutely need to? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, I do not absolutely need to. Mm -hmm. I've had COVID. I had it for a day and a half, pretty much, and I was fine. Yeah. So, suck me. How about you suck me on that one? Suck me. Suck me up, buttercup. Oh. I know. We're getting hot here on the Tom and Topher podcast. It's getting heated. Sizzling like a sizzler. I've been wanting to hit sizzler lately, bro. They have a good-ass, like, uh, salad bar. Yeah, they do. Have you been to a Sizzler oh, salad man. bar? Oh, get out of town. And they just have endless Texas toast for you to eat. Yeah, they have like shitty ribs that are like all <laughs> bone. And they're, they've been sitting there, so they're all like, the sauce is like pretty much hard as plastic at this point. Caked over with this film. Love me some just Sizzler, grease. though. Where's one that's still open? <sighs> they're around, dude. Hmm. We need to hit Sizzy sometime. Let's get the Sizzy. 
We got to bring the old days back. Yeah. Going on day trips, going on weekend trips. Yeah. Still early. We were just in a. We got a two hour podcast in. Pretty much. Hell yeah. We got some holiday lo fi vibes going. Oh, yeah. I was telling him earlier about um, uh, the plugging. We plug. I plug while you pee. Plug and pee. I'm plugging. Piss and plug. That doesn't sound good. But I was pit, I was telling them about the piss and plug. Um, while you were pissing, okay. and I was plugging. Pee pee poo poo. During the times in which we need a piss, we need to be plugging. Can you define plugging? Plugging our podcast. Okay. We're here on the Tom and Topher podcast. Pissing and plugging is our expertise. <sighs> We're here putting in the man hours. I always feel good after Once a, a good podcast. Me you too. know? You just get a good stretch in. Get it all out. All the weird shit that's been on your mind. I feel better after them, dude. Everybody should have this. Yeah. Just go talk into a microphone. It doesn't matter if anybody's listening. You need to have a way in which you get the thoughts that you were thinking out of your head. Sometimes when you get them out of your head, you realize, oh, I don't need to be thinking that anymore. Yeah, sometimes we say shit on here, and we're just talking. Like, you gotta understand that we're just a couple of dudes just talking, spreading our spreading our seed of knowledge yeah, throughout pissing, the world. plugging, spreading our seed. We piss, we plug, we spread seeds of knowledge. We Listen, folks, we're here asking the questions that need to be asked. Day in, day out, throughout. We're here to find answers. Meaning. Big things coming from the Tom and Topher podcast. We're going to be doing video. We're going to be doing... We keep saying that, but we are. Like, we got plans for the stew. We got plans coming to you. Yeah. It's coming. We have the, we have the format. We have the the means we have the technology you're just seeing the stop and go of the process yeah we know we know what we're doing okay folks a couple of blue collar guys trying to start a podcast what episode is this this is like 65 or something this is episode 12 of season 3 so that's uh 62 nice yeah we're doing well 62 episodes started in 2018. Grown up. You can watch us grow. Breakups. Heartbreak. Triumphs. Mm -hmm. Stocks. Learning how to do crazy art. Starting music. Moving. Just exploring the world, totally. We're hit. This is. The best time in our life to be doing what we're doing. Yeah. Pandemics? Are you kidding me? We're just getting fed content. Pandemics, alien invasions, conspiracy theories all over the place. If you've made it thus far, God bless you. Could you do us a huge favor? 
and go to our Instagram right now at Tom and Topher. We have a picture of an alien or a UFO, purple and green. It's really cool. Tom and Topher, message us. Say, hi, I made it this far. Just say that. Please. There's your task. We need to know who is here. Who's made it? Go yes. to Tom and Topher on Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, find us on Facebook or Twitter. It doesn't matter. Go to Patreon. Message us anywhere. Just say, we're here. Ringy dingy. We'll answer. We want to talk to our fans. We want to get to know you. We're Give us ideas. Of, a couple of burly men. But our friendship is also strong. And if you disagree with what we're saying, please tell us. We'll talk about it. We're not here to like get angry. We'll talk and clarify. We may get a little passionate about what we're saying, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to fight. I just want to talk and figure out why people think the way they think. You know, I don't mean any harm. We're just trying to invite you into the circle. That's all. Just come along with us to the edge of all that is possible. Thank you, guys. Tis the season for Tom and Topher. Love you. God bless you. Angels, watch over you. Good night.